0: How are you getting on, are you well? What have you been up to? You can talk to me. You can talk back to me. You just say it out loud right now. What have you been up to? Have you been doing that? or have you been doing fuck all? Oh, who's this? This is the fuck all chicken. Is about. I mean, do you? What do you? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, what have you been up to? Fuck
1: all. Fuck all.
0: <laughs> okay, Jesus Christ. Chickens are horrible. I don't mind eating them. I do not mind eating them. Apparently, chickens eat each other. And birds as well. Birds eat chicken. Birds eat everything. That's why you can't eat seagulls, because they eat meat. Anyway, what have you been up to? Have you been up to fuck all? Or have you been up to acting good? What have you been enjoying? Have you been enjoying anything? Is there anything you've been privately enjoying? And I'm not mean that in a creepy way, you know? Have you been maybe getting into looking up um, fire pits? How to make a fire pit on YouTube? Is that something you're looking at at the moment? Would you bring that up if someone asked you what you've been up to? What would you what would be the what would be the hierarchy of things you would bring up with? Um it'd be like job fine, right? It seems like it seems like people people don't ever, you know, go through all the shit that's fine, but they don't talk about the thing that they're actually genuinely interested in, you know? Like I wanna I wanna get voice notes from my mates saying, This is the mad thing I've been looking up recently. you know? Don't tell me about the job. Job's always fine. Family's normally fine. Do you know what I mean? Like what is the hierarchy of the things that people talk about? Oh, how are you doing? Yeah, good, good, good. What have you been up to? Nothing much. Same old, same everything. Same everything. Yeah, same old everything. Um How's fam? Good. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Job? Ah, fine. Whatever, you know. Okay, great. This has been a shike this has been a shy conversation. So what if you're like, hey, what have you been up to? Well, funnily enough, I've been trying to get um I've been trying to get a new uh fake Mercedes uh emblem to put on the front of my uh my ponto and I can't find I can't find any online on AliExpress. I bought I've been trying to buy fake um Adidas joggers online. Or I've been on ASOS and for whatever reason I can't seem to find a black um a, a simple designed black bucket hat. You know, just tell me the shit. This is not mundane. This is what's interesting that's different from the other shit. Or I've been googling about how to do a fire pit. I've been obsessed with TikTok at the moment and I'm really enjoying these dances and here's one that I learned for you. We're all doing it. We all have this secret life that we're living in our individual internet searches that we're just not telling anyone about. We're nothing to be embarrassed about, you know? It's not like you're like, well, I'm actually getting really into step sibling stuff at the moment. They don't get into that shit. Don't tell me that, right? Everyone's getting into that. No, don't tell me about that shit, right? It's not even that it's a step sibling, right? It's it's the fact that it's on your doorstep. Do you know what I mean? That's what it is. It's I well, that's what I think the kink is. I think the the step sibling, can, You know, and it's steps. It's step sibling. It's not half sibling. Do you know what I mean? People don't. It's not like you're fucking. It's not like the same dad. Do you know what I mean? I'm not into it. I, I'm not into it either. I'm not into it. But it does come up in my reckon. Uh, it just is. It, it's a prevalent. It's prevalent. The step sibling thing. <laughs> Um I think it's the convenience thing. That's like the delivery man with the with his dick in the in the in the pizza thing. Do you know what I mean? It's like hi, I'm the real estate agent. It's it's the convenience. Men are cis, cis straight white men. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um Men are, men are into convenience. Men are into... Look, this is a sex... Yeah, this is a sex podcast. This is a sex advice podcast. And I'm basing this on absolutely... Fuck all. Oh, here's the chicken again. The cock, as we can say, because we're getting a bit blue here. We're getting it... That's what I'm going to do now whenever I start into any blue territory. I'm going to play Eiffel 65. I have a blue house with a blue window. All right, this is the blue corner. Here we go. Um... Men, okay. As a sexpert, as you know, I am a famous sexpert. As you know, I drive around in a car that has a "lick out master" pasted across the front of it. Of course, most of the uh, plates blew away, so only the L plate remains. But at one stage, it did say "lick out master" as I was speeding through. Um, I shouldn't say where I live. I'm gonna to get rid of that. Um, I'm gonna bleep that out. Um, so, as a lickout master and a sex expert, I believe that a lot of the the trends. This is my hot take. <laughs> is that my blind boy? Um, this is my hot <laughs> Mr. Bond. Uh, blind boy could be a good Bond villain, you know, with the mask and everything. You'd hear him coming though, crinkle, <laughs> crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. You'd he'd be like, ah, you know. And then you'd have you know, Daniel Craig turn around, he'd be creeping up on you. Um, yeah, I fucking about? Um, my peer Blind Boy isn't You know, uh, I do. I do really like. I do really like Blind Boy, and he's actually been very good. He's given me very good advice uh, offline. Is this Tony's name drop corner? Is this Tony's name drop corner? of channel Blind Boy. You know, okay. Is it Louis Walsh or Bonoe The horn for? Let's find out. In Tony's name drop corner, here we go. You can't. Yeah, he gave me some good advice about a touring. Thing, but the guy who yeah, is Louie Walsh who heed the horn for turns out it was Blind Boy giving to our info. Um, anyway, I what am I saying? I think men, I think straight men, some straight men are into convenience in the same way that it's just like food delivered, sex delivered, and a step the step sibling, uh, thing is is part of that. It's just the convenience of it being. I felt like I was going to lead into what else can I talk about that? Um, I think it's just the yeah, I think it's a convenience thing. Similarly to how like you know, I think would more men prefer you know ride in the morning or would they prefer the evening? You know, I think it's either or. I've actually heard of either or from people. You know, I'm a morning guy. Hey, I'm a morning guy. Right? I just like to you know any excuse to procrastinate by staying in bed. Really, you know, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> come on, right, come on. We have come on. we have you know. Oh, I'm fucking getting to I'm getting to. Let's get out of this blue corner. But what have you been up to? Are you telling people about your interests? Are you telling people? Tell people about your interests. People want to know. You know. Want and I'm here. I I I want to know. About your interests, about your personal interests. Here's an invention I I came up with there. Um, um, You know the way we're getting all into um, face coverings? um, um, Face masks, right? Uh, And how it's, it's obviously fantastic that it's not a politicized thing here. It's just like, okay, no, I get it. Wear a face mask, you know? You are less likely to transfer your asymptomatic cases if you wear a mask. That's the whole thing. That's great. Highly recommend wearing a mask. It's great. <laughs> it's great fun. I highly recommend doing it. Do you know what I mean? It's just for the sake of everyone, just for a little while. But I like the fact that in, you know, in uh, Asian culture, wearing a mask is kind of, I'm a bit feeling a bit poorly. I don't want to pass it on to you. I'm a great guy. I'm a nice guy. That's why I'm wearing a mask. Oh, cool. You know? Um. So it isn't more so like I, you know, I'm afraid of you. And some people kind of see the face mask and they're like, oh, they're being fucking standoffish. They think, well, I'm infected. And that's not what it is. It's about you being sound because you might have something that you might not have. Um, but since, we're, since the face mask has become accepted, right, I came up with this invention years ago, right, and I thought it's not the right time. It was kind of like my avatar, you know, uh, like my peer fellow content creator, James Cameron, um, when he was making Avatar, um, one of the best films. Can you believe Avatar is delayed to 2021? You want to talk about fucking Pandora uh, disease, about fucking that that disease all the fucking weirdos had when they were all sad about how they couldn't live in Pandora anymore. Um, You know, well, now it's been pushed back to 2021. I can't believe it was going to be. That was going to save the year, was Avatar coming out this year. It was going to save the year. And why did they even need to delay it, like they're down, they're shooting it underwater, they're shooting it in a fake underwater, anyway we'll get into that, Well, we won't get into that I'm not talking about that today <laughs> but anyway, Avatar's been pushed back but similarly to James Cameron making Avatar he was like, I have I have the idea but the technology and the people are not ready and then he waited and he saw Gollum Andy Serkis' performance as Gollum and he was like it's time, right? He did the fucking. It is time, right? Can't be doing. You can't be doing impressions of Rafiki. <laughs> Who's this? Is this fucking PC Gary, police constable Gary. Um, you shouldn't be doing impressions of Rafiki. You can do the rest. Of, you can do the rest of them, but you can't do it. You know, shouldn't even be doing impressions of Darth Vader, really. Well, you can. I don't know. I don't know where is the. Where's the lion? Anyway, where's the lion? Bloody Mufasa in the bloody sky. What am I talking about? What am I, uh, my invention, right? Um, My invention is thusly. It is now at a time where people are um, accepting masks. I am a singing boy. I've always been a singing boy. As you know, one of my alter egos on the podcast is Colin Wilkinson, the Phantom of the Opera, and um, Jean Valjean. Uh, And I have always had a song in my heart. And I always want to sing if you ever see if ever, if if it's if I ever have four pints on a weekday you know and it's you know you're going home at like 10 and it's so out of place for you to be kind of that drunk on a weekday it's a bit out of place so it's a bit wild i'll often be you know maybe cycling home drunk you know hopefully not you know i have a child now you know i can't be making those kind of uh, those taking those risks but I'll be walking home and I'll fucking start singing. I'll just start fucking singing with my headphones on. And I know that I might piss people off. And it's, you know, it's uh, it's obnoxious. But I have a song in my heart. So this invention is on the same vein as noise-canceling headphones. As you know, famously, you can swap the wires in your headphones to turn them into a microphone. I want to do a noise-canceling mask so that when I'm on the bus um, and I'm listening to, you know, um, Leanne Rhymes, for example you know how do I go on if you ever leave baby you would take away everything you know and like have but you wouldn't hear that you would just be like
1: how, me know? how
0: do I because it's not completely noise cancelling and I also wouldn't mind some people knowing that I'm singing and also with the, 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 <laughs> so I'd be there with the mask and I'd be screaming like my face would be red my eyes be getting bloodshot. You see my head kind of shaking. But when you look at me, I just look like I'm wearing a face mask. And I look like I'm about to explode because I really, you know, a set of pipes on me. You know. Um, you can get fucking Mario in here because I'm fucking this tenuous joke there. So, um, I'm going to go into the dragons. I'm gonna go into the dragons and say, tell you what, the noise cancelling mask, karaoke King Kong edition. Um Karaoke King Kong's is what it is because it's for big, loud sounds that you can deliver under the mask. That's the branding. I've just thought of that right now, right? <laughs> um, it's got a cool picture of a of an ape on it, right? It's really cool branding. Karaoke King Kong's, right? And it's a face mask noise cancelling um thing, right? And it's expensive. It's four hundred quid, but um, it means that you can go out, you can practice, you know, or you can even do whatever you want. You could record a podcast, you know. You could be walking around. You could be on a phone call. The noise cancelling and fucking... I am obviously not going to follow through with this. You know I'm not going to follow through with this, right? I got too many pies. I got too many pies (laughs) to be following through with this pie, you know? So I know someone's going to end up stealing this idea, but let the patent... How do you patent this? Can you just write a letter to yourself being like noise cancelling mouth cover and then post it to yourself? Is that how you patent things? People say that so you can patent things. Whatever you're talking about. Um, so, yeah, that's my new invention. So, um, so you know, make it so I can buy it, but at least let me have a free, a free one, right? They're called King Kong, Karaoke King Kongs. Right, well, that's fucking. That fucking idea is driven into the fucking ground. What are we doing today? Look, we're having an old school. Is in, I don't have any notes podcast. Well, I do have notes. And actually, I do have something planned. I have another ed- edition of The Frigid, the WB's favourite teen drama. The Frigid returns to the airwaves in the conclusion of the Young Scientist Competition arc. Um, if you haven't heard that, I'll incorporate it previously on The Frigid. Maybe later on. I don't know if I will. Kun um, Mahle we're going to have... Uh, I'm going to give you a little recap of my staycage. Um, how I went to a caravan with my wife and kid and did fuck all! Oh, the chickens back. So that's on the pod. It's all kicking off today on the Tony Cantwell shit show. Lovely stuff there. Welcome to the podcast. Um, welcome to Tony Cantwell shit show. Um, did you know two things. one, my name is not my name is not actually Tony. Do you know that? Do you know that's a nickname? Did you know that shit about me? When you're having the Tony Cantwell table quiz, uh, incorporate the question what is Tony Camwell's real name? Because it's not Tony, That's a nickname. My name's Anthony. Yo it's me Anthony. When I went off, my dad's also called Tony, so when I went to London, I decided I was gonna go by a different name. I decided I was going to try and carve out my own path, not live in the shadow of the old man. Um, And I realized how I hate being called Anthony. Worked in a call center and be like, Anthony, please. Anthony, do a better job. I'm like, I don't like that at all. I'm like, you can call me Tony. You can call me Tony. No. (laughs) So um, that's not my... and And I often come on this podcast and I complain about the fact that I don't have a nickname, that I've always for my entire life Try to force a nickname without realising, hey, the nickname was with you all along. You know, you didn't need to go to America and get a big boner patch, uh, iron-on patch, the size of your chest, and iron it onto your T-shirt. Um, I've said this on the podcast before. This is where the, the idea of boner the character from TV's The Frigid came from, where it was a big, massive patch with a bone on it, and written in the middle of the bone, it said, boner... And I kind of thought, well, I'll get that patch. I'll wear it on my chest. Um, and then everyone will have to call me Boner, like T-Bone. Boner, right? And it'll be totally forced. But I'll be that kind of guy. I suppose my my main objective, my my peak objective was, not, was to be like the Shermanator from American Pie. I think I had set the bar so low where I was like, I'm just going to be the friend of the friend who, because he's at least in the film, still gets to get the ride with, you know, some hot bird, right? By some mistake or something like that, you know, by some weird mistake, you know. Which if you look at things now, there should be no s- mistakes, you know. it's If it's a mistake, it's not consent, Do you know what I mean? If it's a fucking mistake, it's not consent. If it's in a movie and someone ends up fucking someone else by mistake, then that's a fucking, that's a serious issue, <laughs> you know. So I was like, you know, I was like, I'm going to be boner. Like bone or <laughs> you know, some fucking I was just like, I'll fucking I'll set my sights on being the fucking creep. I will set my I might <laughs> Anyway, okay. luckily I luckily it didn't stick. Luckily it didn't stick. Um But yeah, that was and we actually did, we made a fake um I used to think American Pie was a really funny film, you know? It had it all. You know, <laughs> It was just at the right time. American Pie was at the right time. It is couldn't, have, couldn't have aged. It, it's it aged almost as bad as Porky's, which was another film that I loved <laughs> that my brother had on video. You know? You can't be staring at birds. You just can't be staring at birds through a peephole. You can't do that. Right? It's just not cool. Um can't be staring at anyone. You know? Anyway. Um, but anyway, what was the same? Um, I had a nickname, Boner. Yeah, we made this... Um, I used to make a lot of movies um, in my preteens, um, and one movie that we, me and my mates made was a kind of uh, parody of American Pie called Hanging Up Campus. Right, all of these movies are completely disappeared. I'd haven't archived anything from my beautiful, hot, creative, uh, hot-bodied youth. <laughs> I used to have a vice of a fucking V. I used to have, I used to have a fucking V. And abs and I was carrying myself like I was a fucking freak show. I was carrying myself like I I don't know. I don't wanna say I don't wanna offend anyone. But it's just I wanna just take my young self, my young hot bodied self, and just be like, You're so fucking hot. You've lovely hair and lovely luscious lips and a fucking tight bod. <laughs> Why aren't you just it's not even like you need to walk, like you act like that. But like, what are you seeing? What are you seeing? What are you seeing? You know? I don't even know. Anyway, um, so we made a movie. <laughs> I didn't archive any of this. I didn't archive any of this. I wish I archived more. I wish I archived all my old drawings, all my old weird comics that I did, all the the, the, the movies and stuff that we made. But anyway, one of them was uh, Hanging Up Campus, which was a movie based off a small sketch, which was like, if we were, if we were to do an American Pie and the whole set piece of the American Pie where he fucks the pie, the whole thing is Jason Biggs' his character has not ever gotten to third base, uh, which is blowies, right? Um, he's never gotten there, um, so his mates are like, it's it's like warm apple pie is what it feels like, and then he's like, all oh, right, so he finds a pie, his mas makes a pie, and he decides to fuck the pie, which, um, you know. Which, you know, was groundbreaking. <laughs> which was ground- It was the golem of teen sex comedies, all right? It was like, the world is now ready to see a man. You will believe a man can f- fuck a pie, right? Um, and he did, you know. And look, I can't throw stones. Famously, I fucked a towel, a moist towel one time, you know. Um, but we were like, um, right, what can we do? How can we do kind of like a t- fake teen sex comedy, you know? And this is while we were watching these Um and I was like, what we should do is we should do a bit where um, a guy fucks a shit. <laughs> where, like, you know, a guy is. So my character, because obviously I was going to I was going to do the fucking, you know, so it was a bit where I where uh, but I still wouldn't take my pants off. So I was wearing boxers. But the whole thing is, like I was... So it was a bit where, like, I walk into my mate's gaff and there's like a dog shit on the floor. It's a Nutella on a bit of paper because we weren't allowed to get on the counter. <laughs> because it was a off, right? We're allowed to get Nutella on the counter, so Nutella on a bit of paper on the counter and the whole thing is that the dog has jumped up on the and so, so I walk in, my character and um who may actually have been called boner even then, uh, walk in and I see this shit and then at first I'm like, Ugh and then like this music starts playing like wow wow and I start like touching it with my fingers. And then it cuts to kind of like shot for shot and then my mate walks in and he's like dude and then I could like, turn around and it's me humping the-, <laughs> the shit which I still think is so funny I am so funny I still think that's so funny uh, <laughs> because it, there, there is no you know I just want to fucking in terms of like, accelerated bits I want to just throw a fucking nuke on it do you know what I mean just throw a fucking nuke on it sometimes that is funny So oftentimes in improv, you come in with the bit that's so accelerated, so above the top that it's like, well, where do we go from here? You know, but I felt like at the time American Pie, it's like, yeah, you fucking he should hump a shit, you know, because he wouldn't find that attractive. And what they put poor Jason Biggs through, he super glued his dick to his hand. There was other bits. I'm sure there was like, I'm surprised they never went down to like the trading places or Ace Ventura when nature calls route of him riding a gorilla. Do you know what I mean? It was only short of that, you know, how, how times have changed. Um, so, yeah, that's one thing you didn't know. I think that's how I started this conversation. And the second thing is I'm changing the name of the podcast. I'm changing the name of the podcast, right? I'm changing the name. Look, I can't. Don't, you're not going to talk me. I'm not, I don't know, I'm, I might change the name of the podcast. I'm kind of thinking, right, I'm kind of thinking, um, obviously you are my fa- fabulous weekly listeners. We have a great, we have a wonderful community here. We have a wonderful, we have a great community here. I got people listening to the podcast come over to me with tears in their eyes saying they love the podcast. We've got a lovely community here, okay. Um, But I want to, I want to, I feel like, I feel like the bloody nanny state, Right. I feel like we can all we can all handle swear words, okay? We can handle swear words, okay? The fact this is called shit show, you know. Mark marin has got a podcast called What the Fuck, although he changed that to WTF, you know, because I think there are algorithms uh, uh, algorithms here that are kind of uh, prohibiting who can see what, and when I post about things that say shit. It is gonna disappear in the algorithms, right? That's just a nanny state, right? And it's not that people can't handle a swear word. People can handle swear words. People can handle me being a bit blue, Abu dee, baba die. You know what I mean? Um I remember my mate thought that this song that was I'm blue, if I was green I would die. <laughs> if I was green I would die. <laughs> I'm blue, if I was green, I would die. Um, but yeah, I, I I believe that there are probably people can handle their swears, okay. But I think that there are algorithms at play that will diminish the reach of this podcast um, and the marketability of the podcast with shit so closely in the title. So we're going to be doing a bit of a rebrand over the next couple of weeks. It won't be so dissimilar. It'll be more or less. I already have something in mind. I just don't want to spoil it now because you know me. You know the pageantry. I need to make this like it's the fucking Champions League. Da, 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 when I present the new name of my podcast because I'm a fucking egomaniac that who has to have, you know, hey, look at this. Look at this minor difference. Hey, look at me, you know. Um. But anyway, so that's two things. You didn't know my name was actually um, Tony. Tony. Uh, whatever, Anthony. Um, and I'm changing the name of the podcast. Uh, in, in maybe a couple of weeks, and I'm gonna do a little, a little rebrand now. Um, so I'm just back from my staycation, myself, Terry, and the little guy. Um, spent a week in British Bay. Not, not even, not even an hour from the gaff. You know, we did it all by the book. You know. Um, and you know what I realized? Do you know what I realized? I could be. FOMO is like a symbiote alien. It is an unstoppable force. There is nothing you can do other than to completely, ev- to emigrate the country to avoid FOMO, right? I could be on, I could be smoking weed with David Attenborough, laughing about a load of Birds of Paradise, dancing. <laughs> Look at this fucking crazy bird, you know? Look at this fucking crazy bird. <laughs> I could be living, that I could be in that experience, And if I got a little on my phone and saw on Instagram two of my mates having cans in a shed, I'd be like, FOMO, FOMO, this is ruined now. Well, this fucking sucks. These birds are shit. They're drinking Pratsky in the shed. Why am I there? All FOMO does, all FOMO does is just take away from the moment now, right? Is just take away. I just cannot. It is just it is just a beast, Right. All FOMO is is not, oh, I wish I, it's never even I wish I was there. My FOMO now has gone toxic and it has become not even I wish I was there. The FOMO accepts the logic that I've made a choice not to be there and to choose the thing that I'm doing. But the FOMO makes me think that the thing I'm doing, and not even that the other thing is great, but the thing that I'm doing is fucking shit. That's all FOMO does for me. It is like fucking Venom. It is like a symbiote that just fucking covers me in black goo. And I'm now in the FOMO. And all the FOMO was all like speaking in that Venom Welsh accent being, What you're doing is shit. What you're doing is fucking shit. That's not Welsh. But you know what I mean. So I am at war with FOMO. And so I had to spend a week off Instagram. I had to spend a week off of the gram, right? Off of the gram. Um... I had to spend a week off. I'm just. I need to be at war with FOMO. I just, for whatever reason, I could be. I could honestly be, you know, it, I could be skydiving with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then if I get a little thing on my Apple Watch being like, "Oh, they, um, it's it's wine o'clock apparently in Franks on Camden Street, right? The wine bar there. The two of my friends, are like, oh, cheers. I'm like, well, this is shit. Hey, Schwarzenegger, just fucking pull the thing now. This is fucking shit. I'm not at the wine bar. Speaking of which, I highly recommend Franks uh, on Camden Street. Fantastic wine bar and phenomenal people. Um, Oh, while I'm on the topic of uh, talking about businesses, did I mention where I'm recording this from? Live from the podcast studios here on Pier Street. Are you a small, medium or large sized van? Then you need to do a podcast here. Let me tell you, I was in here on uh, last Thursday. Right, recording my Patreon podcast that went on on a Friday. It was a review of Batman, nineteen eighty nine. If you want to check it out, um, and who was downstairs? other than antichuk. Mihal Martin, uh, being in uh, my peer, fellow uh, public figure, Mihal Martin, um, being interviewed by my uh, my peer um, uh, writer and um, and 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 presenter Stephanie Preisner. They were downstairs, and also downstairs bumped into PJ Gallagher. Doing a Dublin podcast. Suzanne Kane was there as well. I didn't say hello. These are just my peers, the sort of people that are in this studio, a studio of peers like me, um, equals like me, like Mihal Martin. Um, and so this is a this look. This place is a fucking who's who. They've got green screens. They've got live streaming capabilities. They were recording video for Mihal Martin's interview. Well, I don't know if that's for me to say. It's probably Stephanie Preisner to say. But whatever. I saw it. Secret Service were in there. It looked like they were doing fuck all i could have i was in there getting a coffee they didn't shake me down they didn't shake me off they didn't do Anton. <laughs> didn't do Anton. i was in there when they're getting a coffee you know i could have been like here i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna no i'm not gonna say i wasn't going i wasn't gonna do Anton, but they didn't they didn't seem very thorough is all i'll say not no. having to go um so i'm at war with fomo right i'm at war with fomo i actually it's not even fomo do you know what it is it's not even fomo it is just it is just and this is obvious I mean, it's the most mundane conversation you can have about social media, about how it makes you feel insecure. But it is just that. It is just seeing something else that makes you feel the present is shit. I need to just start taking mental pictures. Mental pictures that I don't need to put anywhere. Of my son touching sand for the first time with his feet. You know, him petting a cat, you know. And just keeping that there and knowing that not only is that good enough... That is it. That is the best thing. You know, getting a fucking dinner, getting the, looking at the delicious dinner, walking into the studio here, seeing the microphones, remembering the fact that it is my job to come on here and chat shite, knowing that and remembering that, the dream situation I could ever have, which is that I am a professional comedian, a dream I've always wanted. I get to chat shit about Batman for two hours and get paid for it. I've got a beautiful wife who is a perfect person. I have a baby. I have a loving, healthy family. I have I have I have it all. I have it all. I don't need an. I don't want for any. So how can I still think? How can I still wake up some morning and think with a sigh? When everything, it is just purely perspective. It is getting that dart past Sandy Cove and Glass Stool and making sure that you're looking out at the sea and not staring at the fucking rocks and thinking, well, this is shit. You could easily be going down that dart line and you could miss one of the most fantastic views in Dublin. The cheapest fantastic views if you're just staring at the rocks. Just be staring out at the sea. Staring at what's right in front of you. So fuck your FOMO. I'm not having it anymore. I'm not having the insecurity. And I do love the fact that social media is a fantastic way of documenting all the lovely things, but I hope that you're also enjoying it who am I fucking preaching? Who the fuck's this guy? Who the fuck's this guy? Um, so I was down in Britis a week off the social. Um, I was reading, or trying to read. I can't fucking read. I just can't read, okay? I can't read. And I'm not talking about being dumb. I'm not talking about being on a call with Vodafone and they say, look, can we continue this email? You know, can we consider this conversation via email and you pull out the fucking Trump card of all Trump cards on a call line? I can't read. You're going to have to keep talking to me, right? I don't play games and think, oh God, how much longer is is there left of this game? I don't keep checking online to see how much longer is there left in this game. I don't check the page number of the game. Do you know what I mean? I'm not desperately trying to do it so I can tell someone that I did it. Like, I play games and I don't tell people that I play the game. That's the that's the proof of enjoyment there. I'm not doing it to fucking present status. Do you know what I mean? And there's people who love, like, my wife reads books. She loves the books. She lives in the books. She laughs at the prose. You know? I read them and I'm like... I can't wait this. I'm trying to read The Tommyknockers by Stephen King. Right? Because I thought, you know what? I might get a bit scared. I'm terrified of aliens. I'm scared of genuine... I'm genuinely scared of aliens. Of being abducted by an alien. Right? Especially if they're looking for public figures, peers on a level of Mihal Martin, like myself. They might come looking directly for me. Do you know what I mean? So, I'm terrified of alien abductions. You know? Um... So I'm trying to read The Tommy Knockers Stephen King book. I mean I love look I'm such a fucking phony. Like obviously I respect Stephen King. I like the Stephen I like um I like Misery. I love Misery, right? The film. I love the Shawshank Redemption. You know. I love I love what it is even though I don't know what the best version of it is, probably the book, you know. I enjoy I really enjoyed the first It uh the remake. Um I remember seeing the TV thing ages ago. I love Tim Curry, everything he does. Didn't so much enjoy It Part 2. I thought, this film should really be able to stand up on its own. You shouldn't have to keep cutting back to the kids, right? That means that this film is not as well thought out, even though you actually have the source material. Maybe it's the original Kari Fukunawa, whatever your man's name is, script that wasn't there for it part two, but I thought the adults was just, this is so boring and you have to keep going back to the kids because this, you're not, you're just not able to pull it off, you know? And also, you know that they're not going to die, that it's nightmares. And then it's like this fucking, you know, it's like a a dog with a stick, you know, by the third time it shows up as a giant statue who's about to eat them. Like, it's like, all right, well, I'm not going to look, I'm not going to, you know, I know you're still holding the fucking stick. You're not going to be, you know, so it, um, so I like Stephen King and obviously I love, I love the, the, you know, the the Stephen King revival of like, you know, Stranger Things and, you know, love The Shining as well. You know, I know he wasn't a huge fan of that. So I, I decided I was going to read The Tommyknockers because I love Aliens, even though I'm terrified of them. I'm terrified of Aliens, as you know, famously. My dad showed me that film Fire in the Sky and I had nightmares for weeks. He was like, you like The X-Files, why don't we watch um, Fire in the Sky? And I'm like, okay. I remember even like recording it. I was terrified of the ad. I was like terrified of the ad. And we watched this thing. I had nightmares. I had nightmares about aliens wearing really big T shirts. Um just really, you know, those kind of like you know, just long, long, like muscle fit tees, you know, but like too long. Um and I was terrified, terrified of um of, of these aliens. So I thought, Tommy Knockers, I don't know what about it. I'm hoping that it's all creepy alien abduction that I can get really scared about because that scares me. I hope it's not kind of like invasion of the body statues types alien type aliens. I don't like that kind of narrative. I don't like I don't like when people aren't themselves. You know what I mean? When Loki is pretending to be someone else and like he's not he's being mean, he's pretending to be Captain America and he's being mean to the rest of the Avengers. I don't even think that's been a plot, but you know what I mean? I don't like when it's like an episode of Buffy where Xander's been taken over by like a force and he's been really rude to Willow. Do you know what I mean? I don't like that. I don't like Superman 3 when he turns into bad Superman. I don't like when people don't know that this person or when Angel loses his soul in Buffy as well. I don't like that. I don't like people not knowing that's the real person. Or not the real person. But something I have found has helped me read is uh, reading out loud. Reading out loud to Terry. Sometimes she lets me read when we were living in different countries. I used to read her Dan Brown books uh, to put her to sleep on Skype. Um, You know. I like I like I like the Da Vinci Code. I loved I loved the Da Vinci Code. Forget about the forget about the film, right? I'm a dumb man. Doesn't read books. I love the Da Vinci Code. I think the Da Vinci Code is fucking brilliant. I couldn't stop turn. I'm not a fucking. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid to say it. Ulysses is shit. The Da Vinci Code is class. There you are. There you are. Come on. Come at me. Come at me. I don't have the attention span for that. So that means it's not for me. But that isn't even it. If I'm not even, I'm without judging myself, okay, without even judging myself here, right? Without judging myself, because I can make excuses for the fact that I can't read Ulysses, without, by putting myself down, which is like, the, I don't have the attention span. I don't get it. I'm dumb, right? I, I would have to accept all those things if I were to be critically objective about why I do not like Ulysses, okay? And I have to, because I respect it. But at the end of the day, for who I am, for who I am now as a person... The Da Vinci Code's a better book for me because I can read it and I loved it and I loved all the weird mysteries of it all and I loved how easy it was to read, right? I love The Da Vinci Code and it's a better book than Ulysses. So, I have to accept that. Look, I'm going to do that. I'm not putting myself down. I'm not dumb. I am not dumb. I need to be talking to more people and not you, the audience. I look, I love you. I love the fact that you've now you're, you're you're wearing your uh, <laughs> your your King Kongs face mask, and you're probably speaking back to me right now. But I probably need to be speaking to more people and not just completely offloading because I don't even know what I fucking stand for, right? I don't even know what I stand for. I don't even know what opinions I'm fucking, you know. But something I found has helped me read a little bit more is reading out loud and Terry loves me reading out loud. <laughs> well, not really. Shut the fuck up. So I've been reading to the boy. Terry told me that uh, the... by In the first three... By the age of eleven a child's vocabulary will be based entirely on all the words they heard up until the age of three. So all the words that they've acquired and the context for them stays with them up until the age of 11. They might be able to grow vocabulary, but like the case being that, you know, how literate they might be be, might be based on how many words or how many new concepts uh, have gone into their little spongy brains by the age of three. So I've been reading to him, you know, so i am reading the Tommyknockers, and to tell you what, Stephen King is pre pretty preoccupied pretty, pretty, pretty by periods. Uh, it seems like he's always talking about periods. The main character is all like, "It was like a flow like Niagara, you know." And it's like there was a wet sopping mess in her Levi's now after her period. Had I was like, "You need to fucking drop this fucking period shit," you know. I was reading this out loud to the boy. I mean, it was part of it. Part of it was also the dog going mad, had a big laser eye. Um, you know, loads of mad shit was happening. But she was like, Jesus, he's really fucking... He really doesn't write women very well. Maybe he does in other books. But this woman was very preoccupied with her own period. um, Which is obviously terrifying to me as a man. I'm terrified of that. You need to get rid of the book. Don't be mention periods. They don't exist. Periods don't exist. Tampons don't exist. What do we do with tampons? Who knows? Let's not talk about it. Can you fucking believe... In 2020, that ad got pulled. That Tampax ad. Can you believe that shit? Can you believe? So what? What is a tampon then? What is a tampon? What is a tampon? Like, what What are people... And it's like laden with sexual innuendo. It gets pulled because it's, la- it's demeaning to women who have been previously fucking educated about periods by walking in a fucking field... All right, so I get a tampon. What? I th- so where, where's the lilac field that I walk through? This tampon has nothing to do with a lilac field, right? It's fucking laden with innuendo. Get it right up there, girls. Apparently, 52% of women weren't putting tampons in correctly because they weren't educated how. So rather than talk about how you walk through a field and feel fresh because you've got a tampon up your vagina, they say, put it up properly and you feel even better. Put it up properly things go up vaginas things go in vaginas things this is not even tony's blue da corner right things go in vaginas so what is when, is when is a when are people meant to discover that things how are people meant to discover things go in vaginas is it through sex is it through porn that they watch so how are they meant to discover things go in a vagina just because it goes in a vagina does not make it sexual can you not understand the hypocrisy of you viewing a vagina as a purely sexual object. You not get the hypocrisy of the fact that you find that offensive, meaning you only view a vagina as a sexual object. That's the hypocrisy in that. Things go in a vagina. Things go in a vagina when it's being checked up. Things go in a, go, things come out of a vagina. A baby. Things go up a vagina uh, to stop the flow of a menstrual cycle. If you think of vagina, if you think if you think of vagina. And similarly, actually, it's not not the same at all. It is not even in the same league as the shame that women have to experience for having a vagina, right? But similarly, if you're getting a checkup, if you're a guy and you're getting the prostate exam, right? And you're getting the finger up there. Like, it's funny because butt is poop. But if you're viewing that like some kind of, you know, you're losing some sort of masculinity, by getting a finger up your arse, if you view your arsehole, you view your own arsehole as a purely sexual object that has somehow been, what is it? What, what you know, conquered? (laughs) It's been conquered? That you're now in a gay relationship with a doctor who put his finger up your arse to see if your prostate was big? Or if you put some weird kind of outdated shame on someone else for doing that? That is entirely on you because it's an orifice. Unfortunately, the ear isn't big enough to fit a dick. But if it fucking was, it'd be like, are you really fucking, are you really fucking going to allow an earbud in there? (laughs) Are you really going to blow your nose? Don't you know you can fit a dick in there? What's wrong with you? You should be ashamed. We should be covering our noses. You should be wearing fucking headphones. Don't be showing me your ears. You could potentially put a dick in there which means don't ever show it to me and don't ever talk about putting anything else in there. The hypocrisy of it all it doesn't make any sense. It is so fucking dumb. It is as dumb as saying you can't read on a fucking customer support line to Vodafone. Um, but yeah, what else? <laughs> I wasn't expecting to talk about that. So we were there, we had a week, and it was great. I really enjoyed having a nice little break, walking on the beach in British Bay, going for a little, going for a you know a, a sea swim, and I tell you, if you haven't done it, if you haven't done it, I highly recommend just getting away for even just, even just two days. And if it's fucking a B and B that has somewhere and it's fifty quid for two nights, and you could just just a fucking field that you can walk around, I highly recommend just taking a bit of a break, taking a bit of a break from everything, getting off the news, offline, because the internet was shite. We tried, <laughs> the internet was shite. Uh, walking on the beach. You know, having sea swims. And by day two, you remember what it's like. If you haven't had a holiday or a break in a while, honestly, I highly recommend even just going off somewhere to the west of Ireland, find, you know, a cheap enough B&B that's clean enough for your tastes. 50 quid for two nights if you can find one. There are very cheap B&Bs out there. Find somewhere that's just near a beach. Find somewhere that's near a fucking field or a nice hill walk and just get out there. Honestly, by day two... Uh, you know, you'll realize you remember what it's like to have not had a break in a while. You remember what it's like just to kind of, you still feel those kind of just, you know, those links with all of your thoughts attached because there's nothing you can do, right? If you have to, it's like all these obligations that, you know, you have to do when you're in your home location, all the kind of, it's like getting away, you're being the hat guy. Go somewhere to a field and wear a fedora and be that person, right? Lose those links with your past self. And just remember what it is, just to fucking breathe it in. Uh, we watched a lot of shit as well. Watched a lot of Bosch. I'm mad into Bosch. <laughs> you know, the TV show Bosch. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Um, I like Bosch because I like Bosch, right? Because it is not this kind of like you need to see this, like wait till you see this, like not everything. Like I'm not gonna like this. Is how spoiled I am, right? We watched that show Perry Mason, me and Terry, about that private invest private investigator in the 1930s. It's real HBO. Like the first bit has like, you know, sex just to, in the HBO kind of way. You know, like the first couple of minutes of Game of Thrones, you'll always see some girl riding some guy. And then then it'll be like someone getting their you know throat slit and like it'll show you the sex and the violence in almost like a cookie cutter way. So quick, like just to grab your attention. I can't like that whole I've been dispelled by that. Right. I've been dispelled by that cookie cutter HBO kind of thing. It's an interesting thing, but I don't think it's any better than Bosch. Which is this pulpy Hollywood detective, uh, you know, procedural? You know, it's just like whatever. I I I actually don't want to. I don't want to be watching really good stuff anymore. I'm getting I'm getting away from what I've always been chasing. Whatever the five star thing was, whatever the critics are saying, you know. And I just want to be. I want to be surprised. I want to be comfortably watching mediocre stuff. You know. I mean, Perry Mason's a good show, but it's very like. Now here you are. You're watching another. Here's another flick. Here's another movie. You know, here's another, here's another, you know, road to perdition. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's fucking laid off. You know, it's been fucking laid on a bit fucking thick. Do you know what I mean? It's chill the fuck out here. Everyone doesn't need to be a fucking spectacle. You can just be fucking getting on with it. Um, Watch that. I highly recommend two flicks that we watched, right? One is Honey Boy, Shia LaBeouf, autobiographical story where he plays his own abusive father. And it's, really fucking good as you know a lot of people were raised on Shia LaBeouf maybe people who are younger might be listening to this would have watched Even Stevens I was a bit too old for it but even though it was a kid's show I watched it as a teenager because Shia LaBeouf was fucking hilarious in it Holes which is a classic again a bit past my age group but I watched it because he's brilliant in it Uh, and it's a really good flick um but it's really um it's really really good uh FKA Twigs is in it as well uh Shia LaBeouf plays his own father um and I highly recommend. It. I give it five stars. I'm not giving you a full breakdown of it. I enjoyed it. It's a really good flick. I also watched at uh, Palm Springs Andy Sandberg, RomCom. Another five star flick. We I didn't, I didn't know anything about this flick coming into it, um, but I highly recommend it if you can find it online. Uh, I won't spoil. It's kind of a it's kind of a time travel concept, but it's really really funny and probably one of the better comedies I've seen in the last two years. Um, also, I watched Tony Boy, right? And I went down a... And I'm not having a go, but I went down an Irish Times review uh, hole, right? And I was looking at... This film was given three and a half stars... Three three out of five stars, right? It's a five-star flick, right? It's a five-star flick, right? And I went down a rabbit hole looking at all the Irish Times reviews. I like the Irish Times. I like the publication. I buy the weekend every weekend, okay? But if you're going to have... A, if you're going to have reviewers, okay give every single Avengers flick like one star, then maybe you need to just, you know, maybe you don't get it. Maybe you don't get it. Do you know what I mean? If every film is superhero films and you're still reviewing superhero films, then maybe get someone who likes superhero films to review them against other superhero films. This is not fucking, you know, Age of Ultron. This is not fucking Infinity War versus Yohimbo. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's no Taxi Driver, which... You can, you can still hold films up to that regard, but the fact that there's fucking 20 of these flicks out and you're like, yeah, still shit, still shit, uh, still shit, you know. Anyway, look, I've been a bit of a, I've been a fucking spoil sport here, a bit of a sour puss, meow. Um, so I'm going to move on, right? I'm not having to go. All I'm saying is, critics, if you're a critic and you didn't like it, don't see it again, right? If you're a critic and you didn't like it, don't see it again. And I'm done with that. I just want to be surprised. I want to watch mediocre shit. And I want to make my own mind up about it. I find I can have more opinion about something that's a three or a four star than a kind of five star. You know, it's always like I watch it. It's a piece. And then you just come away from it being like, yes, it was great. You know, there's no fucking contention in it. Anyway, sure. Speaking of phenomenal five star pieces, we have here the final of this series. There will be more. And I'm glad this is the end of the Young Scientist part. But this is the end of the Young Scientist Chronicles of... Boner in the WB's TV comedy drama, The Frigid.
1: Whoa, man. I can't believe it's the last day of the Young Scientist
0: competition. Man, I've scored the absolute hole off so many birds, my tongue's worn down to a fucking nub. Oh, fuckler, you crazy broken slut. Boner, don't you think you should go to the RDS nurse, get that bite looked at? You got mauled pretty bad by that giant otter. And I don't think it's normal how quick you've grown that thick, whiskery moustache. Go to the RDS nurse, are you silly? I've never felt better, man. Plus, it's the last day of the young scientist and my last chance with Buffy. Plus, I really think our project on the industrialization of spider silk could really win. I reworked the weave last night. I don't know, something just came to me and... Hey, you smell that? What's up with your voice, bro? Little early to be drinking, huh, Gerskoin? But Boner! How'd you know it was me? Are you kidding? You can smell the fat frog a mile away. Uh, okay, man. Cool trick. Listen, bro, you better stay away from me and Buffy. You better... What are you... Or how about I smash your skull in and eat your brains off my belly? Boner, bro. Like, fucking hell, man. You're, you're crazy, man. Let's get, let's get
1: fucking out of here, man.
0: I guess he oughter know better. Better, now anyway fucker, look i think they're about to announce the winner quick
1: as your president i have to say i'm so impressed with the lot of you you've come together and you've, you've for science i was saying to my dogs you have to be adults they have to be adults these uh kids because i can't believe some of this stuff there was a fella who had a phone charger and he was lighting it off the sun There's another fella, he put a kind of fizzy water in with a a, a paracetamol or something. And it fizzled up like Vesuvius. As you know, I love my history. And I love art as well, as you know, famously. But there are two boys that stand heads and shoulders above the rest. In fact, they definitely stand heads and shoulders above me. Because I'm so small, famously. Those two boys have come together with a project on the industrialization of spider silk so that if we can harness that energy, we can make our precious
0: strong, strong as fuck.
1: fuck. We'd like to announce the winner of the Young Scientist competition, even though I really think it's idle competition. They're lying to me. Boner and Fuckler from Art School Riche, Merino.
0: We did it. We did it, Boner. Come on, get up there. <sighs> uh, okay.
1: <clears throat> oh. Thank
0: you, everyone. Thank you, President Higgins. But I can't accept this award. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die if I don't tell the truth, okay? And the truth is... I cheated. I cheated fate. I cheated fate when I survived an otter attack. And it's given me a new perspective on life, a perspective to be honest. So that's what I'm going to do. President Higgins, the reality is my project is stolen. And by project, I mean heart, by the most amazing, incredible. Did I say amazing (laughs) girl I've ever met? This award is for science, but what is science? But a better understanding of the natural and physical world. Well, if that's the case, then the best scientist here, the one who's taught me more in the last two days than any quackpot in Geneva, it's you, Buffy. What? It's always been you. So sure, I could take this award, put it on my curriculum vitae. What, like, get me a job? I have a job. It's to worship you the ground you walk on. So if it's... Okay, President Higgins. You've always had my blessing. I'd like to name this year's young scientist Buffy Duffy. Wow, Bonner, thank you. Come on, come on up. Okay. The floor is yours, Buffy. Tell everyone here about your project. You just won the Young Scientist Award. Okay. <laughs> so, my project is about differences in IQ across different racial groups? Da 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 a shame that's a real shame Oh boner Will he ever learn And that's the podcast Thank you very much For listening I am practicing Gratitude at you For listening to this podcast Thank you so much for this And if you would like To support me On this podcast You can do so Over on the Patreon Just look up Tony Cantwell Patreon And you can find um, My other podcast The Bonus Cantwell Shit Show Which is a weekly podcast I do every single week uh, As well as a a Monthly uh, film podcast Called Movie Bake Where I give my full Patented five-star, longer-form reviews. Not like fucking Honey Boy shit I just did on that. Um, As well as other things. My history uh, of being a rocker and my top five emo songs. Uh, A full breakdown of the Star Wars prequels. Um the Extra Eurovision podcast that you didn't listen to, Uh, a history of retro PS1 games and how 1998 was the greatest year in video game history. Um, You also have Fatal Deviation Review. You've got a new concept called Wheel of Shite, where I spin a wheel, get a word, and rip on it. It's been great, Crack. And you can follow me and support that for the equivalent of a pint a month over on the Patreon. It'd be great to have you over there. But if not, I will see you here on uh, next Tuesday and if you're over on the Patreon I'll see you on Friday for a full breakdown and conversation on The Last of Us 2 that's what's coming up there thank you very much I love you to bits